vacation in the summer sun Getting lots of action, having lots of fun Storing like a bandit till the bubble burst Suddenly it got to be September 1st Okay, so uh, you were just listening to Back to School Again by Four Tops. That's the first song in our Grease 2 podcast. We're your cool writers. I'm Terrence. And I'm Jared. This is a track-by-track review of the movie Grease 2. This is the first song, Back to School Again. This is the first episode of of actually movie footage that we're going to go over. And just a little bit at the top, I'm going to give you some information about the Four Tops. Does that sound good? Yep. Jared and I actually listened to a lot of Oldies 107.9 and this is something that we used to do on our drive to school and we just know a lot about like our parents music and maybe your parents or your grandparents music depending on how old you are oh man what be super young listening to this oh yeah are we old are we yeah we are (laughs) 15 years out of high school already yeah so, um, <laughs> so this first song is by the Four Tops. I have here listed their five biggest hits, and they're like all mega hits. You've heard of them, and so I'm just gonna list them off, probably in order of publication. Baby, I Need Your Lovin', Can't Help Myself, parentheses, Sugar Pie Honey Bunch, Reach Out, parentheses, I'll Be There, and this, it's the same old song. Oh, is that the Reach Out? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, okay. There you go. So it's the same old song. Their biggest, latest hit was uh, Ain't No Woman, parentheses, like the one I got. Mm-hmm. So, absolutely. They're known for their Motown sound, but definitely when you listen to Back to School again, as you just did, it's definitely more rockin' than their normal sound, which is kind of interesting because it's not quite of the 1961 that early rock and yep. roll period that we talked about in other in the previous episodes. Uh, their hits lasted from 64 to the early 70s. And in fact, if you include Back to School again, it was it's number 71 in 1982. That's crazy. Right. You know, it's in the top 100. The soundtrack for Grease 2 is also number 71 in 1982. That's as high as it went. And just a little factoid, that unlike a lot of vocal groups of the era... They had the same lineup for four decades. The Shirelles and the Supremes and the Temptations and just there's any basically any group. Even um, I just named three black groups, but like the Four Seasons, it's four of them, but it's not the same four guys the whole time. Sometimes no. it's just the name Four Seasons and Frankie Valli and the three guys yeah. who are performing with him. You know, so that's that's a little bit about who performed the, the song. 
before we get into more details about the song, mm-hmm. what was your back to school experience like? Whenever you went back to school, whenever you went back, back, back to school, uh, like yeah. what? Well, yeah, what was your experience like? Uh, whether it was in high school, elementary, or even in college, whatever you want to talk about. Uh, it was always not being prepared. Yeah, I don't think we we did a lot of back to school shopping. <laughs> That's you and your parents. Yeah, didn't really go buy any supplies. I think I would always have like a packet of folder paper, but it wasn't college. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I think like it was always wide. It was like, oh my gosh! When you're younger, you know you want to have that the go to back to school uh, outfit. Right, what are you going to wear on the first day? You have to make an impression. I don't know why. You... <laughs> we went to a small school where everyone knew each other. Right. Yeah, so you had to make an impression and... Because there might be new people. Yeah. Or the, the cute girls. Right. Yeah. And then, uh, so you always had to wear something nice. I don't know what it, was, what it was like for other people, but in summertime, I would like lose track of my friends. I oh, mean, yeah. there was some people I would call on the phone, which was, yeah. I, I mean, it wasn't in, super comfortable, but in like, high school, it got easier. Like, you know, when you're like a sophomore, junior, senior. Because you could like instant message. Yeah. And then you could go places. Yeah. But, like in, in intermediate. Yeah. You would just. You would just show up again and then someone would be taller and yeah. hairier. Yeah. Like, what the hell happened to you? What about you? What oh. did you do? No, same thing. Slick I mean. the hair back. <laughs> I would always, almost always have like some kind of new set of clothes and I would just be really excited because um yeah I mean part of it is I couldn't sleep because like you said staying up late like yep. going to bed like three in the morning and my yep. parents didn't care because I didn't have crap to do yep but also I was kind of nervous and excited I was I just I always liked that that feeling of like you don't know what's gonna happen mm-hmm. like you mm-hmm. don't know who you're gonna meet and who's yep. changed oh, you don't know who who's in your homeroom <laughs> oh yeah the home- yeah that was key. Yeah. That was key. And you then, didn't want to be in that one person's homeroom. And, and then they're in there. Like, Damn it. And you're hoping that like, you're not sure if like your friends are going to be the same and you're going to yeah. be cool with them in the same way. So, you know, it's a, a lot of that nervous energy. Yeah. So my problem is with this song, you know, right off the bat is that when you listen to the song, it doesn't cover any of these kind of feelings <laughs> <laughs> that we have. So Jared and I just watched the first number on youtube again jared had a great time the <laughs> entire time he's laughed like he's like never seen the movie before it's great it's, it's kind great of amazing stuff. so this this first number does a bunch of things and i think one of the main things it does is establish the main players and it establishes the immediate connections to the original greece mm-hmm. a rydell high as a place mm-hmm. the principal and the secretary yeah miss uh, mcgee and blanche yes as from the very very beginning of the scene and throughout eugene <laughs> eugene yeah they have eugene coming off the bus and then like him spilling Wah. his papers <laughs> uh that guy is really famous he's actually in my favorite movie is he really yeah he's in war games <laughs> really yes so Eugene, the pink ladies, establishing that there are still pink ladies. So it's a thing that passes down, I mm-hmm. guess. Same thing with the T-Birds. Mm-hmm. And they ride in. Frenchie, mm-hmm. Didi Khan. She has a conversation with... What's Michael? his name? Oh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> she has a conversation Michael? with... Michael? Yeah. And they mentioned Sandy. And Michael is Sandy's cousin. Cousin. Yeah. Um, Michael is from England. Sandy's from... Australia. Australia. 
And last but not least, Coach Calhoun. Didn't he like, look a little yoked up? Like played he, by Sid Caesar. Like he was working you out. Think so? The first one. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. But uh, yeah, they have him playing. You know, he's he's kind of goofing off even in the first number already. Mm-hmm. So they're saying, hey, remember that other stuff? This is just like it. This is just like it. Prepare yourselves. The pink ladies park right at the front of the school. Mm-hmm. Right at the front of the school. Pretty which, sure it's a bus lane. Yeah, like they don't. There's like a bus there. <laughs> like they don't care. They just pull up. Yeah. They just don't care. If you look at their wardrobe, and <laughs> I even went as far as doing this. I actually went. I looked at each one. Sixties fashion, <laughs> and in 1961, every female going to school, you know, in America, is going to wear a skirt. Yeah. And if you look at them, they all wear a skirt. And even um, Michelle Pfeiffer, she wears tights. But, but then, yeah, because when she walks in, Millie says, oh, pants. And she goes to her locker and puts on the skirt. Right. And then she tucks her tights, her tights up, up underneath yeah. underneath the skirt because uh, proper ladies were yeah. supposed to wear skirts. And that's when Michael sees her for the first time. But if you look at the other uh, pink ladies, other than their obvious pink jackets they're wearing uh one of them is wearing a jackie o inspired pillbox hat and then there's that thin cigarette holder from breakfast at tiffany's yeah. and then the big shades from the that's from the same era pink the pink ladies pledge to act cool to look cool and to be cool till death it was part think pink so i have a question for you jerry why do the pink ladies get a breakdown and not the T-Birds? I think the T-Birds are just supposed to look the part, mm. you know? Mm. Like, yeah, they'll have their own little number, but I think they need to look cooler than everybody else because they don't dance, right? When they do the whole, that wide shot where they're all doing the thing with their hands. Right. They're not dancing. They're by the flagpole. Yeah. I think it's them looking cool and not being a part of what everyone else is doing. Right. Like they're doing their thing because they're cool. They're T-Birds. They smoke. They wear leather jackets. They're sunglasses. Can we talk about that for a sec? There's a crazy amount of smoking hey, in this they movie. They didn't know about <laughs> cancer and yeah, all no. the things that it can do to yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's period accurate, but yeah, yeah there's a lot of smoking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they smoke every, like almost every time that they can. Yeah. My dad smokes. It doesn't bother me, yeah. but I was like, this is a lot of smoking. <laughs> it's like Mad Men, like, that's mm. Mad Men era, right? Yeah. Just everybody. I mean, he was smoking in the halls at one point. <laughs> <It's> all... <laughs> How great does Michelle Pfeiffer look when oh, she's she in look, true? She looks great. Yeah. I'm not even sure Although, how old she is. The sunglasses. I don't know if they should have had her wear the sunglasses. <laughs> On the intro? Yeah. No, she's that cool. She's the cool rider, but she wasn't riding anything. Was she on the bus? Did she walk? <laughs> the cool bus rider. <laughs> She's a superhero. She rides the bus to all the stops. Yeah. I, I read, yeah. like, did she live too far from the other three? Like, was she not on the way to get picked up on the route? You know, I never thought she was on the bus, but she, yeah, she had to come separate. Yeah. You know why? There's four in the car already. Freaking Dolores. They wouldn't let Dolores get walk. in the way, right? Yeah, walk they, they Dolores. make her walk or whatever, or skateboard. Yeah. Right? Yeah. She, mu- she must have lived on the opposite side of the school. Yeah. The other three lived on that side. Right. It was just the route, and maybe they drop her off after. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, I, I made this observation to Jared, and so he went and watched it a little more <laughs> closely. But uh, I said, oh, hey, I only see, like, three black guys. There's three black guys in the whole song, but he came up with his final tally of... I think it's five, but I think it might be four because one guy shows up twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, I, I looked this up, and it, this is a little, again, a little bit too much information, but, you know, schools <laughs> began desegregation... <laughs> And we're 19- not laughing at desegregation. It's or not. It's important. <laughs> it's a good... All right. But it's, schools began desegregation in, like, 1954. Um, but in six, 1961, it's still very much a problem. And in its own way, it is still a problem today. Mm. In this era, we're talking about, like, Freedom Riders, Martin Luther King Jr., The Green Book, if you've seen that recent movie. So, like, all these things. Like, it's still a big deal. Yeah. Um, Rydell is in... Do you know if it's supposed to be in California? I think it's supposed to be in California. But yeah. even still, uh, Rydell must be in a very, very white suburb of, <laughs> of Los Angeles because those dancing extras, oh, man. Some of them were good. Some of them are good. <laughs> I'm a big sucker for, like, big groups of people doing the same thing. So, like, no joke, whenever you see, like, those kung fu guys and they're all doing the same kata, yeah. like, yeah. I love that. Like, as bad as it is, as, yeah. as bad as it is, like, the mass games from North Korea. Do you know what that is? <laughs> no. It's, like, this huge pageant. They make, like, a thousand people do the same, like, choreography or, like, do, like, this marching band routines. Like a flash mob? Yeah, it's like that. <laughs> and I'm sure it's, like, and if you mess up, then we'll take away your food. Oh, my gosh. So it's like that. Um... But as, as bad as the price is, yeah. I think it's so cool. <laughs> Like YouTube, that that Pikachu video where there are like eight Pikachus, they're all dancing together, and then one starts deflating. And this is like a group of people come and take the one (laughs) off, and they all just kind (laughs) of... All right, we'll we'll provide a link to the the show notes. I'll have to look that up later. But, you know, I must... I love it. Mm. I love it. I love it when you get like 200 people and they're doing the same stuff. And they do that here several times. They They, do. They have like three distinct groups of student masses dancing. Mm. And there's like, and you know, through the whole movie, I heard there's 500 cast members. Wow. Which makes sense because, you know, if you're going to populate a school, you want the same people over and over. You want to have the same faces. And you know what? Everyone dances. Even Miss Mason dances. Yeah. So that's cr- it's well, Miss Mason. She's you, that she's that teacher. Do you have something to say about Miss Mason? She wouldn't be teaching now. No, <laughs> yes. This would be a problem. Yes. Just if you don't know, in our own ways we work we have worked with uh, young people. I actually used to be a school teacher myself. Yeah, so a lot of my observations are gonna be from this lens and I'm <laughs> Like when I watch Miss Mason, what she says. Hello, boys. Good morning, Miss Mason. Look, I would really love to see all of you in music appreciation this year, okay? I'd like to see all of you in music appreciation this year. <laughs> you just might. Oh, yeah. I'm like, this is not appropriate. <laughs> yeah. This is not you okay. You just might. What? <laughs> she, okay, she, uh, she's absolutely single. And oh, yeah. she's trying. She tries to get Mr. Spears. She knows her boat has left. <laughs> was and she so, in the first one? No. Oh. She knows that she's like, her, no, sorry, not her boat has left. Her ship has sailed. There we go. That's, her boat has left. <laughs> her dinghy <laughs> has left. Her dinghy has undocked. 
The choreography is not bad. I do have a comment on it. It's negative. What? Let's hear it. It's just that, you know, back to school is supposed to be like a drag. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But they seem to love being there. They are they all so look happy. They are so excited. <laughs> all of them are dancing. That's a. I it's, made notes and I was like, that they all look happy to be at school. They're, <laughs> they're just not. It's the choreography is not linking up with the lyrics of the song yeah. or the feel of that, right? Except the one part where they're like going up the stairs. And yeah. They're like, oh, oh, I gotta go. I was like, yeah. More of it should be like lethargic. Yeah, but maybe it's the whole thing of, oh, you get to see your friends again. You get to yeah. connect. And then they're like, oh, crap, I got to sit in class. But most of the time, all they do is screw around in class. And if it's a sub, they just leave. Jumping ahead, jumping ahead. No, no, or maybe like just the fact that they're, you know, they're young. Yeah. They just have a ton of energy. Yeah. And hopefully it's positive and stuff. Yeah. That's my only gripe. Yeah. Patricia Birch, you did. Yeah, you're okay. Yeah, you did good. Yeah, you're you're Make okay. Grease 3. We have ideas. Contact us. <laughs> or I have ideas. Contact us. We're going to move on. The the reintroduction of the T-Birds. You notice that they are still greasers, mm-hmm. but instead of being like hot rods, they are motorcycle guys. Yeah. And one guy can't ride a motorcycle. Oh, is that right? Like yeah, he's in a sidecar. Oh, that's like Davy's in a sidecar. I just think that's just because he has a sidecar. Why not? I think maybe his dad said, you can't get a motorcycle because <laughs> he's Jewish. He's always wearing a yarmulke. If you look back, he's, he's okay. wearing it. Yeah. Okay, I have to so look at you have this. to look back. So maybe his father was like, uh-uh. No, but it's like, pro- I'm pretty sure that's why he's in the sidecar. Maybe he's like, my dad wouldn't let me get a motorcycle. <laughs> I so didn't know I'm going to have to ride with you, Goose. Yeah, but check, because he's always wearing a yarmulke. So I'll maybe, have to, No, I, this is a detail that... Because his last name's Jaworski. Isn't that Jewish? It's probably... It's, yeah. It's like... It's probably a Polish Jew. Yeah. So... Yeah. <laughs> that's probably why. I had no idea. Okay. Yeah. There are definitely more motorcycles. So actually, the leather is more justified. Yeah. Because, you know, you fall off your bike going high speeds and stuff. What's good is that they kind of worked that motorcycle thing into the plot. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, and I'm going to continue on this, but there's a lot of seeding going on in this. They're, they're kind of saying, be on the lookout. This is how, this is Zanoni, and this is the T-Birds. Yeah. This, this is what you should be looking out for. So don't be surprised when yeah. Prowlin or Cool Rider come up <laughs> or anything like that. The dancing, a lot of the dancing seems ripped from Charlie Brown. <laughs> the Charlie Brown Christmas. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, Jared. Is it when everyone... But it's like they're bouncing. It's like this. Yeah. It's the twins. <laughs> when they're doing that thing. Oh, here's my, here's my, hot, my hot, uh, hot take on the twins. Or the, uh, the grease bomb. Grease bomb. <laughs> on the twins. Did you know that those twins... Uh, you know Peggy from Married with Children? Uh, Katie Seagal? Mm-hmm. Those twins are her little sisters. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yes, I got one. Wow. I got one. Yeah, they're Seagulls, and then she's a Seagull. Is Steven <laughs> part of the family? <laughs> no. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Oh, wow. That's cool. <laughs> I, I have this written down. I don't think this is going to go anywhere. Sometimes the dancers look like zombies. 
Not threatening, but they're at a party alone. They don't know how to dance or interact. <laughs> yeah, there's um, there's the people, one scene. There's people in the background that are just kind of like they just don't know what yeah. to do. The one scene with uh, the coach. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. There's that one girl in the back. She's. I saw her, and she's weird. Yeah, but in the first, I think in the in the big group number where they're on the grass, she's in it. But she's on the other in the other scene. She's just kind of. Does she not look look more morose? No, or? she looks like she's actually like, oh, I'm here. I'm a little happy. But yeah, in that one scene, she's just by herself. Yeah, she, yeah. She looks like she's having problems. Yeah, and then and the the movie does like to have people dance by themselves. <laughs> so there's always like somebody just kind of chilling and dancing by themselves. It's a Billy Idol. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I wrote about Miss Mason. Inappropriate. This will be revisited in reproduction. So, like, yeah, like, oh yeah, they're even like everything. Just, just, it's, it's coming. It's like set up for you. I don't have a nominee for best line or worst line, but Jared, do you have a? I have nom- two. Okay, do you have a nominee for either category? I have two for best line. Okay, go ahead with your best okay. line. The first one is the board of education took away my parole. That's good. Uh, I don't know. I re- I just really like. Liked it. And then the other one is, come on, you lazy bum, and get your butt out of bed. Oh, no, just the way that they say it. Yeah, because, you know, parents are probably saying that to the kids. Like, right. come on, you got to go to school. Let's go. Well, those are the parts where the choreography really mixes mm-hmm. well with the lyrics of the song. Because you can see, like, they're putting their their hands, like, yeah. like they're in, like, the shackles. Yeah. Or, no, like, in handcuffs. Right, or... Um, the scolding of the, come on, you lazy bum, get yep. your butt out of bed. I got to go And then back. all of them are, half of them are lying down. Yeah, And yeah. Then they got to get up. Yeah. Back to school again. Yeah. But worst line, I don't know. You know, I don't have, I don't have a worst line in this song. I just, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not that bad a song. Yeah. I think we're going to get into the depths of it, but this is not it. Yeah. This is not it. Yeah. My pet category. Reproduction. Reproduction. Is this song about doing it? No, it is not. It's surprisingly. There's some innuendo. There's a little bit of innuendo, but it's not about this doing it. This song is not about doing it. It's introducing the characters it and does, bringing everyone back. It does a super good job of that. Mm-hmm. The only thing is, is that thing that we agree on about how, you know, <laughs> Miss Mason's going to show everybody everything. Well, no, not that. Oh. I mean, there's. <laughs> There's that, but also that, you know, how, like, the choreography doesn't quite mesh, mm-hmm. but it's not really bad. It's, it's just... a good first number. It's a good first number. It kicks it off really well, yeah. I, I, and it just seeds a lot of different other numbers. It tells mm-hmm. you who Stephanie Zanoni is. It tells you who the T-Birds are. It yeah. tells you who the Pink Ladies are. Yeah. It shows you Miss Mason, and all these characters show up. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of prepares you. Like, yeah, Frenchie's here. Like, the gang's all here. We're ready yeah. for you. We're going back to school again. Yeah. This song does a lot of expository yeah. work. <clears throat> yeah. Um, that is super necessary mm-hmm. in a musical. Mm-hmm. It's That's hard. That's and hard. You have to because cause you got to make it catchy. Yeah. You got to choreograph it. And it's got to, like, tell a story or, like, at least yeah. reintroduce a story. That's That's not easy. Do you want to like create a rating system for this, or do you want to just go thumbs up, thumbs down? Or is, out of or, five, is everything going to be a thumbs up for you? 
if I if we um, do that. Um. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I honestly think all of them are okay. thumbs up. Yeah. Okay. Then we have to. Then we gotta give it. Let uh, me go out of five. Go out of five then. Five out of five motorcycles. Maybe we'll or, change. Okay, I know. Out of five T birds. Okay, out of, no, we'll ch- we'll change it for every for every song. Okay. So out of f- five school buses. Okay. Because that's you know yeah. kids are making it in school. I give it a three and a half. Oh, okay. I was yeah. gonna give it a four. Okay, yeah, we can give it a four. No, no, that's fine. Uh, you you can give it three and a half. Oh, yeah, I, I thought it was a good. Oh, no, we'll go four. Yeah, because it is a good way to kick off the movie, right? Because the movie's high energy and it's all about you know fun and you know high school i think it's a good way to introduce everybody and get everyone fired up about the movie like i am <laughs> yeah and uh, you know it's very really similarly i mean i'm giving it a four i'm only docking one point because the song and the entire musical number i mean i honestly the song i i i wouldn't put it I probably wouldn't buy the single and request it on the radio in 1982. But, you know, as a part of the musical, for sure, like it does a lot of heavy lifting and it does most of it very well and very deftly. The only thing that I'm taking off a point on is just that it's just a little bit too happy. It's just, (laughs) it's just like, it almost like didn't matter what the song was or what it was about because the, the choreography was just they just went for it yeah where except in those like like the moments that you mentioned about like woe is me your child's come down with yeah. a fatal disease yeah. you know like you could see them act, the, the yeah. dancers acting it out and yeah. like making it a part of their choreography other than that the four out of five it's a four out of five for me four school buses all right and out of five for each song we want to do a quick character profile this segment is going to be called <laughs> In this first segment of Who's That Guy, we're going to highlight Paulette Rebchuk, who is played by Lorna Luft. When I first watched the movie, she was the first movie crush. So Paulette was your first crush over Zanoni. Yeah. That's really interesting. Well, because she is the first one that you see before Zanoni. Hmm. So. And, you know, blonde and, yeah. Hmm. Okay, I can see that. 12, 13, whenever I watched it. I think I feel sorry for Paulette. Yeah. Because no. yeah, she, Johnny didn't treat her very well. Oh, yeah, he was a douchebag. Yeah. I think it, they, they do show that Paulette just wants Johnny's attention because she says, I think something along the lines of, Johnny, I think your hair is so cool or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of blows her off. So I think like the I think the whole thing was her always trying to get his attention and to show like, oh, I'm good enough, you know, to date. You know, look at me, look at me. Maybe that's why she flaunts the goodies. And I never really liked Paulette, but... <laughs> well, you don't like blondes, so... No, it's not that. It's, but, it's, but she didn't deserve being mistreated yeah. by, by Johnny. Yeah. But so if John- you're a Paulette out there... <laughs> Don't, know your worth. Yeah, know your worth. You don't need yeah. that. Yeah, you're better than that. Also, you don't need me to tell you that. What's wrong <laughs> yes. with you? Yes. Sometimes people just need to hear it. Yeah. From an outside source. Why not get it from the Grease 2 podcast? Why not get it from the Cool Riders? 
I have a couple notes here about Paulette, again, played by Lorna Luft. Paulette was nearly played by Cher. Really? Yes. As in Sonny wow. and Cher. I think Cher was, yeah, at the time was too old for it. I think she would have stolen the movie. Which is hilarious. Lorna was 30 years old in 1982. Wow. Fun fact, Judy Garland's kid. Really? She is Judy Garland's daughter and half-sister of Liza Minnelli. Oh, wow. Yeah, if you watch uh, Arrested Development, she's Lucille too. Judy Garland, of course, from Wizard of Oz and yeah. every and a ton of other stuff from like Golden Age Hollywood. Oh, wow. Yeah. So definitely has like the acting, yeah. dancing, singing chops. Yeah. She found success on stage, screen. She wrote a book about being Judy Garland's daughter. And that book got turned into an Emmy-winning miniseries. What? Uh, about her mom. Wow. And she like executive produced it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. She was in a production of Grease, like off-Broadway, like a touring company. You wouldn't really know her from anything else. Breast cancer survivor. I just wanted to throw that oh, in. Oh, wow. Before we sign off, we'd just like to remind you about uh, our, our social media. Oh, yeah. You can email us at grease2pod at gmail.com. You can check us out on Twitter, at Grease2Pod, on Facebook, Grease2Pod, and on Instagram, Grease2Podcast. And the two is always the number two. We'd love to hear your uh, questions, comments, and Snyder marks, or anything like you'd like to send us any kind of feedback. Yeah. Please like and subscribe. <laughs> Please like and subscribe. We're still getting used to all of this stuff. Yeah, that, that'll conclude this episode, but we'll be back next time with an episode on... We're going bowling. We are going bowling. That's where you cut it. (laughs) We are going bowling, and um, maybe, if you're lucky, that you may score tonight. 300. Yes, you may rock, you're going to roll, you're going to bop, or bowl. Score, 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 score. Oh... Tonight. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Other groups of the era, they had the same lineup for over four decades. Wow. Which is pretty crazy. Was that like six guys? Oh, uh, f- there are pro- probably four of them. With the Because they were the guy. four tops. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> there goes our PG rating for... The episode, ladies and gentlemen. Just cut that all out. No, it's great. No, we're keeping that. We're not sparing you. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Shit. All right. See, so dumb. No, it's so great. Dumb. No, it, no, no, it's great. Think. No, I mean. <laughs> no, don't like. Maybe they're the four tops, F O R E, and they like playing, <laughs> they like golfing. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs>